0: Hi there and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachometh with the Las Vegas Kolel. September 3rd, 1967 was no ordinary day in Sweden. It was Hooger Day. What's Hooger Day? I'll tell you. You see, it used to be in Sweden that traffic would flow on the left side of the street, much like how it's done in England today. But The folks in Sweden noticed that most cars that were driven in Sweden were designed to be driven on the right side of the road. So it was very clunky to drive. Additionally, there were many tourists that had come to visit Sweden, and they would be getting into accidents because they were unfamiliar with the flow of traffic being on the left side. So for several years, the public debated, and they decided that September 3rd, 1967 would be Hooger Day. Hooger meaning right. And they were going to switch traffic from flowing on the left side of the street to drive on the right side of the street. Now, many prognosticators and prophets predicted this would spell disaster. There would be traffic accidents, head-on collisions. Can you imagine if I told you that tomorrow you're going to have to start driving on the other side of the street? You'd go nuts. Wouldn't the world? It's going to come to an end. Everyone is going to just die in horrible car accidents. What do you think happened? There's a remarkable verse in the Torah. The Torah tells us in Deuteronomy in Sefer Devarim, um, in chapter 28, it lists the tochacha, the portion of rebuke where the Torah tells us all of the curses and real terrible tragedies that will befall the Jewish people if they don't adhere to Torah observance and to the mitzvahs. The verse precedes the tochecha, that portion of rebuke, by telling us, Don't deviate from the path, which I teach you today, to the right or to the left. Because if you do, tragedy will strike as outlined in the following verses. Rabbi Sfarno points out in the classic commentaries, what's going to bring about this tochecha? What is the Torah stressing when it tells us our observance cannot deviate to the right or to the left? Explains Rabbi Svarnochliu: Shano es mitzvos hakel yisparch, but prad inyan hamishbad. We shouldn't deviate from any of the laws, especially when it comes to the matters of justice. Vlo shara mitzvos, and we shouldn't go ahead and rebel, as it were, when it comes to all of the mitzvos. V'min hage hediot umitzvos anashem elumada. We shouldn't go ahead and leave our observance to min hage simple observance and custom, um mitzvahs anashem melumada, and to observe the mitzvahs out of rote and routine. The great Musr sages and the teachers of Jewish ethic highlight that one of the most powerful forces within humanity is the concept of hergel, of routine. We can develop very powerful patterns and routines in our lives, and often many of those patterns and routines are self-destructive. And they could be self-destructive physically, and they can also be self-destructive to ourselves religiously. If a person doesn't think twice about the, the food that they eat, it could be very detrimental to us physically. It could also be very detrimental to us spiritually. And we can develop really bad eating habits conversely the great master sages point out we can use that power and force of hergel of routine and use it in a kung fu kind of method and use it to our advantage we can develop good and healthy patterns we can develop very consistent patterns when it comes to also with our what we eat our diet for example we can eat healthy food and when it comes to spirituality we can make sure we're only eating the kosher foods and we can use this power this force of hergel for the good and for the bad, and we have to be very mindful of the routines that we develop, because they're very, very defining of who we are. When it comes to this idea of hergal of routine, and we think of good routines and good habits, we tend to think, well, that's a great thing. If a person has good, healthy, consistent habits, isn't that a wonderful thing? If a person develops in their life, a pattern, a a routine of habits, of Torah observance, of mitzvah observance. I wake up every day, I study Torah, I go to the synagogue, I pray every day, and I develop that as part of my routine and as a part of my patterns. Well, at first glance, that sounds like that's great, that's wonderful. A person has all these spiritually positive routines built into our lives. That's a wonderful thing, and it is admirable. However, you see from the words of Rabbi Svarno in his interpretation of what brings on the curses of the Tochacha and the portion of rebuke, that patterns are good, if we develop healthy patterns, that's good. However, it could end up causing disaster because we can end up observing. We can end up living our spiritual lives, mitzvahs anashem lumada, we can end up doing things by rote and we take out the soul, the neshama, out of our observance, and we end up serving God, our relationship with God is devoid of any hargasha, of feeling, of emotion, of depth, and rather it's mechanical. We wake up, we brush our teeth, we go ahead, maybe we put on tefillin, maybe we don't, maybe we pray, maybe we don't, but even when we're doing these things, they're devoid of any deeper meaning. Now, at first glance, all right, that's problematic, but at least I'm doing the mitzvahs. At least I'm observing the commandments. Rabbi Sparno is highlighting, no, patterns, even good patterns, even productive patterns, there is a double-edged sword to them because they end up potentially devoiding us of emotion, devoiding us of Hargasha of that feeling, and we can end up serving God mechanically, and that's not a minor transgression. That's a massive transgression. Rabbi Svarno says that transgression is what brings on the Tokacha, It brings on these curses. That difficult chapter of rebuke in the Torah. And Rabbi Svarno is teaching us: we got to be careful. Our routines—they may seem good, even our healthy and productive routines—they might seem to us as well. It's great. I do these positive things every single day. And Rabbi Svarno is telling us we got to look deeper and recognize routines can have sort of this negative or evil component built into them in that we're not really focused on what we're doing. We end up observing and living our lives mechanically. And even though we might behaviorally be doing great things, If it's mechanical, if we're not focused, if we're not stopping and recognizing in our daily routines that I'm not just going ahead and praying today for the millionth time in a row, but each day, each moment has its independent value and worth, and I need to stop and focus. I'm not just doing this mechanically. I'm not just doing this out of routine. If we do that, that's what God wants from us. Routines are great, but sometimes if we develop routines, we stop focusing on what we're doing, and it can become mechanical. If you're like me, you probably hate traffic circles. Aren't they the most annoying things in the world? It's, they're so clunky and awkward. If you're ever driving and you get into a traffic circle and you have to do that funny little dance with the car that's in the circle and you try to figure out who's gonna go first, and they're really annoying. If you're like me, you find them to be incredibly irritating. There's an interesting study that was done. They looked at a whole bunch of intersections that had used to be traffic lights and got converted into traffic circles. You know what they found? They found that accidents went down 40%. They found accidents with injuries went down 76%. And accidents with fatalities went down 90% in those intersections that had used to be traffic signals and got converted into traffic circles. You know why? Because... Traffic circles force us to break our routine. When we're driving, we might have good routines and I'm a good driver, but you know what? There's a certain zone that we get into. We focus and we just drive and you get to in traffic at a traffic intersection with a light, we stop, we wait for the light, and we're not even really paying attention. But when you get to a traffic circle, you're forced to focus. You can't just drive mechanically anymore. You have to look, is the car coming? Who's gonna stop, who's gonna go? And we do that awkward, clunky dance. And guess what, that awkward, clunky dance, it breaks our hair goal. it breaks our routine, and fo- forces us to focus. And when we're forced to focus, we go ahead and we don't crash as much. And guess what happened? Uh, after Hooger Day on September 3rd, 1967. All those prognosticators who thought that the world was going to come to an end in Sweden because all the traffic, there were going to be all these head-on collisions. Well, guess what? Traffic accident rates plummeted. It would take more than a year for the accident rate to get back to where things were before Hooger Day. You know why? Because when all of a sudden you wake up and you have to drive on the other side of the street, you're forced to break your routine. You're forced to to break your mechanical approach to driving and you have to focus and you have to pay attention. If it's true about how we drive, it's true about our spirituality as well. Routines are good. Being a good driver is excellent. But sometimes if we're too mechanical, if we develop too fixed of a routine, we stop focusing on what we're doing. And when we stop focusing on what we're doing, we end up failing ourselves spiritually. We need to develop good routines, but we also have to make sure that we're not developing mechanical spiritual habits, but rather we're serving God, we're embracing each day with passion, with focus, and not just mechanical observance.